Welcome to Quality Perks, the podcast that not only delves into the intricacies of contact center quality management, but also uncovers the personal stories of industry leaders. Brought to you by BPA Quality, your trusted partner in enhancing customer experiences. Good morning and welcome to Quality Perks with BPA Quality. As you know, I'm Karen Dupree, Director of Quality Solutions, and I go to Neil. Whoops, that way. Neil? This side? Yes. Hi, everybody. Neil Eggers, Vice President of Customer Success. We also have Stephanie Taylor with us today. Welcome, Stephanie. Good morning. And we also have Neil Topp with us. So Neil is a President and Co-Founder of CallZilla contact center outsourcing firm that helps companies in the U.S. care for and accommodate uh, their customers and communicate with their customers. Um, Neil, for, for is a customer success, is a passion of Neil's uh, that he's cultivated over time. And he's originally from Washington, D.C., and unfortunately, he's also the lifelong <laughs> Washington Redskins Commanders fan. There you go. Um, <laughs> and as a New York Giants fan, and we first we have Dallas Cowboys fans on this call. It's it's just a mess of uh, NFC East with a little bit of Tennessee Titans thrown in there. So, That's right. So welcome, Neil. Thanks for joining us. As you know, we start these uh, calls off with a little bit of coffee talk. So if you wouldn't mind sharing with us, uh, what are you drinking this morning? Uh, Neil, Karen, and Stephanie, thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on your show. Uh, I came double fisted here. Here's uh, version 1A. This is a varietal. It's a hybrid. I'm using buzzwords here. I'm not sure I really know what they are, but it's a combination of K-cups. Let's see. There we go. These two things. Oh, there I you go. A little bit. I've got a strong coffee blend and a little bit of hot chocolate in there. Uh, I need a little oh, nice. bit more to get Friday morning going, and, and so I've, I've sweetened it just a bit. And then I have just a, an espresso shot of this one. Uh, this All is right. a very, very, very shameful or shameless, I'm not sure, plug. Um, <laughs> we did recently an event, and uh, here's to, to you guys and to be together. Thank you very much for having me. Very so, nice. Neil, I have, to, I have to ask, do you brew a cup of each of those uh, and then blend it together in the cup? I do. I do. Uh, right. Typically, I'll do the, um, the coffee first and then the hot chocolate second. And then mix them together, and it hopefully comes out. Nice. Cool. Ooh, I'm gonna have Perfect. to give that a try. Just some housekeeping, since there's two Neils here, and we both spell <laughs> our names the correct way. If Karen or Stephanie say Neil, I'm going to assume they're referring to you because you are our guest. So in the hierarchy, you're your your top top priority today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. What do you have this morning? Well, I have an espresso lavazza. Um, well, it, actually, it's a cappuccino. And I decided to do frothy almond milk. It didn't work out as well as I thought it would. 
Mm. But it is tasty. I added cinnamon sugar to it. And um, yep, two shots of espresso in there and a lot of almond milk. I'm going to put a shameless plug in there. If you're not using Blue Diamond almond milk, you should be. Uh, shameless plug mm. because we have a close relationship with that company. Love them. Love what they're doing. They're also uh, members of SoCap, which uh, both of our companies are active participants yeah. in. Uh, I do love We should get some coffee sponsorship. Coffee sponsorship. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Stephanie, what do you have? Oh, boy. Okay. So I have <laughs> McCafe Dark Roast. And I'm telling you, Ronald makes a good, a good coffee. So give it a try. McCafe Dark Roast. I've also got a backup this morning. Um, a protein shake, but I just have to tell you, it is pumpkin spice. I am giving that a try for my Very fall nice. season. So double whammy Very this morning. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. I've got, uh, you know, I've, I've in the past, I've, I've really been drinking the Almorada Coffee Company, but I, I, I did it again this morning for a little shout out to the, the Florida Keys there and all our uh, families and friends and colleagues down in South Florida who are going through a little bit of a rough time. But I'm also uh, enjoying a little bit of my Callzilla espresso this morning. There so you go. A little cup here. So Love thank it. you, Neil, for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. So we've, we've covered the important topics. I guess that's probably could be, could be it for the day or should we, I guess we should probably keep going. So, uh, so Neil, we at SoCap and, and uh, over the years, we've, we've talked about quality uh, as it's a critical component to, to what, what we do on a daily basis. And so I was interested in just kind of getting your opinions on quality monitoring and how it fits into your business. So as you're making relationships with your customers and in turn servicing their customers, where does quality in, in, in your mind fit into that customer journey? How do, how do you go about managing that with, with your agents and, and perhaps some key elements that you focus in on? Thank you for that. Uh, I, I love the question. Uh, you know, it's amazing. We used to talk in the BPO world about I'm sorry for the expression, butts and seats, filling seats. Um, it used to be more transactional, just answering calls, getting through the call, uh, finishing up the interaction between customer and, and contact center agent, uh, and getting on to the next call. Well, we've done this amazing evolution in, 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 in this world of focusing on quality and defining what that means. Um, and it's today one of the leading topics that we talk about with our current clients and our prospects. Everyone wants to know, how are we going to improve quality? But that means a lot of different things for a lot of different organizations. Some uh, talk about it just as a score. They want to satisfy a score. Here's the scorecard. Let's manage to the scorecard. Let's get the highest number possible, highest average score possible, and, and, and let's not get too granular or worried about it. Personally, I don't love that approach. I think there's other better approaches, which I know we'll get into. Um, but uh, another thing that we've we've kind of evolved and developed, and, and one of the important tools in our portfolio is the use of uh, conversational AI and speech analytics technology um, to help supplement and enhance and make the whole evaluation process more efficient. We've looked at doing moving from a QA approach of scorecard, you know, small percentage of, of overall calls being evaluated to a quality management process, which uses technology and really focusing on the experience, the qualitative experience, rather than just a number and a score. And I know that's going to, you know, probably put a lot of different topics out there, but 
that's how we view the world as a critical part of what we do and how to make the experience better for um, our clients, customers. For sure. Yeah. And Stephanie, I know that goes a lot into, there's a lot of similarities there and and how we approach quality with our clients where oh. you know, we, we don't like that scorecard mentality. We like to coach to the, the behaviors. Absolutely. Um, I'm sitting here nodding, Neil, we're in complete agreement. Coach to the trends and the behaviors, not the call. It can be very confusing to have such a detailed, minute discussion around your performance when you're taking many calls and one is isolated and is chosen for you a lot of times. And you're missing the opportunity to change behaviors, to improve the experience overall by looking at it. So I love that without uh, scores, looking at the behaviors, as you said. Right. So, Neil, when you so using quality, you know, getting away from that scorecard mentality and focusing more on the behaviors, that's sometimes we tend to look at that at an agent level or a supervisor level. Do you all look at quality? you know, at, at project level, company level, and, and make decisions based on, you know, big data that's supported by the elements that you were you were talking about? We do. However, I'd also recognize that we have miles to go before we sleep, as I think Robert Frost said in his, in, 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 in his poem. Um, it's a continual process of understanding what data you can generate and what you do with the data, right? Um, yes, it's important to look at a macro level, the 300, you know, the 30,000-foot view going down it but then we've got to learn to better drill down and show what are we actually learning here can we break things out by a shift level can we break things out by a uh call or interaction type level so you know uh customers that are contacting our, our clients because they have a product return uh or have a an adverse event or all the different contact types and drilling down to seeing what we can learn from each of those uh from an individual level from a product type level uh, from a time of day level, uh, from a um, um, maybe, maybe a, an individual toll-free number, you know, you have different uh, types of complaints or different types of issues that appear on a different types of toll-free numbers that different uh, clients have, or or by channel, you know, what are the, the main highlights or trends that we see on chat versus phone? There's lots of ways to drill down, um, and we're learning how to do that. I think that if anyone says they've cornered the market on that and figured it out or have mastered it, I, I might question it. This is ongoing process, and as organizations, we're trying to learn and adapt and adjust and, and, and constantly iterate. We have, like I said, miles to go before we sleep, but this is how we're learning to uh, see the world and, and break it back into different ways and perspectives. For sure. Uh, yeah. Neil, and I, I, and I, uh, go ahead, Seth. Well, I was just going to say, not only is customer behavior changing, but technology is changing every day. So I put myself in those customer shoes. Um, I don't know how to use all this technology because it's updated that quickly or was available, was not available to me yesterday. Now I'm expected to do something else to interact with many services. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting. We um, at a BPA, Neil, I think you, you've been the, the SOCAP terminology of voluntold to help participate in a, in a, in a QA summit here later this winter and we, or this fall. And we had a discussion uh, this week about it. And we were talking about, there's a lot of 
contact center experience on this podcast today between the four of us. I won't add up all the years, but it's significant. And we were talking about starting out the old tape recorders, right? When you, you used to record oh. calls and then you could listen to them uh, on the car on your way home. And that's how you, you know, on, on paper, you know, QA forms. And then you, obviously we've, we've come a long way since then and still have a, a long way to go. But Neil, I'm interested how you're leveraging technology, what pieces of technology you're leveraging now that are assisting your quality monitoring program or, or, or traditional monitoring program? Yeah, I love the topic. So um, this is not to knock or criticize uh, anyone's efforts or to say that one methodology is better than the, the, than the other. Where we came from was a live agent model only where we would have uh, you know a group of uh, humans sitting off in the side room with headsets listening to 3% of the calls, 2%, 2.5%, of, of calls. Uh, and, and the way that would work is, okay, so yes, 25 or 3%. Is that representative? Who knows? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We don't know. What mm-hmm. we found in incorporating, you know, the conversational AI and, and speech analytics technology was that at a minimum, we were able to evaluate and score hundred percent of the calls or chats or emails or and chats and emails, all of the interactions like this. What that meant was that I, I always like to give this example, maybe a little bit exaggerated or extreme, but if say a call comes in on a Friday afternoon in the old model, we may not get to having the live agent monitoring and evaluating and scoring that call till Wednesday, Thursday. Right, mm-hmm. call comes in Friday, Saturday. The, the, those agents may be off. Sunday they might definitely be off. What if it's a Monday holiday? They might start to score by Tuesday. Give the mm-hmm. feedback by Wednesday. The coaching session might take place Thursday, and then all of a sudden, one week has gone by between when a serious problem may have occurred in the operation on on Friday, and you're giving the feedback almost a week later. Mm-hmm. That that model in, in our world didn't make sense. By the way, it's also expensive compared to having the technology incorporated where we can take Friday's interaction and know on Friday what's happened the same day. What's happening? Is there something we need to do, something we need to communicate to our clients, something we need to react, something we need to change, something we need to tra- uh, uh, retrain or coach our, our, our agents on? Mm-hmm. We're able to, to act a lot uh, more quickly and, and, and I think have an impact on everything, on the performance metrics, on customer experience, um, and hopefully resolve uh, and address the problem a lot faster. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't agree more. In the you know the, when we're deploying that type of technology and being able to to listen to a hundred percent of the calls and then start to uh, correct uh, business level initiatives um, or you know kind of move some mountains for for our clients by instead of you know in a traditional quality monitoring you're you're going to get the calls that you get. Uh, but when you have the technology in place, you can go look for those calls. So you can say, show me all calls where X occurred. And then you can start doing deep dives into those types of problems and solving problems instead of just relying on those calls for, for coaching and feedback. So it's really mm-hmm. two, two different ways to, 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 get out of, uh, to get out of the technology and use it moving forward to enhance all the programs that you're already running in the contact center. Stephanie, thoughts on that? Well, I actually had a question for Neil, and I'd love to get more of his thoughts on this. 
in helping with a lot of organizations have lots of data. And you mentioned the technologies enabled us to have so many data points. Where do you suggest they start? Where's a good starting point if they're trying to make sense of all of it with all these technology enhancements? It's such a great question. And it's a, it's a question that um, I think really facing all of our organizations face. Where do you start? Mm -hmm. There's so much to do. And the answer is you got to just start somewhere. And that somewhere, whatever it is, is okay. Just figure it out. My recommendation would be take your top um, um, uh, call types or contact types and start there. You know, look at the top, the ones that generate the, the, the highest percentage of, 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 of customer contacts, return, adverse events, um, where is my order? You know, look at whatever that, that, that top one and start to that and start to learn why, what, how often, what's going on, root causes. Just be curious. Be curious. And when you're curious, you start to ask questions and realize some of the answers are available like this. And others, it's, they're going to make your team scratch their heads and say, oh, my God, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is. What are the possible answers? And all of a sudden, you're in it. Um, I think of this as I've used this expression a bunch of times. Um, there are things I like that to Ted Lasso. I, I Karen, I was going to hit you. Karen, uh, that was a sweet <laughs> spot right down the middle for you. I was going to send it. I had the question all lined up to send it to you, and you beat me to the punch with the, with the ticker. <laughs> I, I love it. Thank you. Well done. Uh, I, I was going to say this. Um, a lot of uh, the, the approach is kind of, uh, this expression is okay. It's like a gateway drug in the positive sense. You know, a gateway drug is like something you, you take, you sort of take and take and take, and then you want more and more and more and more. In the like positive coffee. sense, like coffee. Yeah, good, perfect. You cleaned <laughs> up my example perfectly. Um, I think that there are things in the contact center where in customer experience where that are like gateway drugs. You start to utilize them, and then you want more. You want to know mm -hmm. more. You want to apply more. You want to incorporate it and, and, and implement it across greater swaths of the organization and the operation. I think that uh, quality management and the speech analytics technology is exactly that. Mm -hmm. you, you start with one thing, and once you start to learn a little bit more and get a little more comfortable with it, you're going to try a different contact type, a, a, cha a different channel, um, and you're just going to start to learn more and more. I don't think that process ever stops, by the way. You're constantly iterating, and, and the danger is once you think that you've understood and mastered it and figured out the root cause or causes, boom, it changes. And none mm -hmm. of us can sit and rest on our laurels, laurels and say, I got it, I mastered it, I figured it out. You know, I can sit back. Uh -uh. The second way that happens in our organizations is when it all changes and it goes to heck. If you close your eyes and take a little break for a second, you got to keep asking questions and be curious. But like, can I just say one thing? I love that um, Lisa Deal and Andy Benishay from SoCap are on here. I, I just I love yeah. commenting and go SoCap. Love them and um, yeah. and thanks for for tuning in. Absolutely, agree. And I love your part about just listening because so many times that part is often. Can you listen for me? Can you tell me? But just get in there and listen to the calls. I love segmenting the technology because it's going to be different elements in each of those from your customers. And um, you're making me think of a little Lean Six Sigma with the seven whys. Keep asking why. You said keep asking, but why? But why? It's right in there to uncover some areas that you can get started. That's great. Yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll see a big eye roll from Karen when I say this, but 
what has your quality program told you about your business that you didn't know yesterday? So it's that constant, you know, involvement of asking those questions and using, you know, a good functional quality monitoring program. As Neil, as you indicated, that call on Friday, you know, using it to, to get that, that information rapidly, a good quality monitoring program using technology with the human element moves your business instantly and over the long haul. But you, you keep asking those questions about what what it what are you hearing? These are the boots on the ground. You should be listening and interacting with your agents at a macro and at a, at a micro level because that all that information is they're the ones talking to your customers. So it, that's incredibly useful. Think about this. I, I, I have two examples here. Think about um, companies who are affected by adverse events, meaning um, customers or consumers who may have a health reaction, um, something medical related uh, around the use of a product. If you're the brand, how do you know? You don't know. You know by starting to measure and see what contacts are coming in, who's saying what. What if all of a sudden you start to have um, an above average number of uh, complaints or remarks around the adverse events? People are getting allergic and having a reaction and uh, having a rash or you know whatever it is that they have. You may not figure those things out without this technology. When you're only able to evaluate Two percent of the calls, you don't know. But when you're able to evaluate, you know, hundred percent or a much greater swath of the call of, of the contacts, you can start to see the trends. You can react a lot faster, uh, especially around things like health and, and, and medical related problems. You know, time is of the essence. There, we have another example. We have a, a, a client for whom um, customer threats of contacting the Better Business Bureau are really important. You can imagine the importance of that in, in, mm-hmm. in a contact center. You know, a customer saying, I'm going to contact a better business bureau. I mean, that's a really important. A lot of uh, frustration. A lot of frustration. But you know, if you're the brand, you don't you don't want the consumer going to the better business bureau and placing a, a complaint. There are severe implications around that. What we've done for that client is in real time identify when a customer says better business bureau or BBB or something similar. So then we can react in what time we're able to gauge how many of those are there, who are they, the, the full gamut of them, um, without depending on uh, whether the contact center agent remembers or decides and hopefully tells us, oh, yeah, this one over here, this, this customer I'm talking to, they said better business bureau. Yeah. Customer yeah. Contact, the contact center agents are they're human. They forget they're, sometimes they're on, sometimes they're off. They're, they're tricky. Humans are, are tricky. We need to take the subjectivity out of that and start to be able to add in some facts and be able to react and diagnose the problem a lot quicker. We've been able to do that with this technology. Yeah. Good deal. So we're almost at time. Um, just one other question going back to the beginning of, uh, of our conversation this morning. Is it the Redskins are playing, or sorry, the Commanders are playing Dallas? Any predictions before we, yeah, we wrap Dallas. up the Dallas won. No. I'm going to say, uh, Karen said it earlier in the pre-show, it's really hard to predict us right now with yeah. our backup quarterback, but we've been hanging in there really well. So I'm going to have to go with my team. However, I want to hear what Neil's thinking, what Washington's going to do this weekend. I'm torn. My head says one thing, my heart says another. I'm going to go with my heart on this one. I think that Carson Wentz, quarterback of the now commanders, bounces back. 
mm-hmm. has a, a good game. I don't think that the backup quarterback for the uh, Cowboys is that good. He's good. He's darn good. I don't know if he's that good. I think that the commanders bounce back and um, and we send a message to the NFC East that we are not as bad as everyone thinks. You're ready. You're ready right. this year. Well, <laughs> if you're using last week's Cowboys game against the Giants as a base baseline center for whether or not they can beat the commanders, don't because that's just, you know, it is it is what it is. It's yeah, it's, a, it's quite a surprise last week. Yeah. Yes. Well, Neil, thank you, sir, for uh, for joining us today. Yeah. I know we've known hey. each other probably going Oop. on eighteen Hold years on. now or so. We have another comment here. Let's see. Oh, let's see. Okay. There we go. Yes. Ah, Neil Squared. At least I loved your Neil Squared. That's great. We could take it on the road, Neil. Maybe there's something brewing here. The the Neil Squared uh, Road Podcast. We'll, we'll figure something out. I just trademarked it, and uh, I created this <laughs> while we were speaking. So, yeah, it is a great idea. Definitely. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, thank you, sir, for joining us. And uh, Karen, Stephanie, great to see you. And uh, have a great rest you of your well. weekend. And we'll catch up soon. Thank you, team. Thank you for the privilege of spending the morning with you guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.